You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Uh, hello and welcome to it, a Monday edition of Sports Day. Scotty Sattler in the studio and he is fired up. He, we're both cranky today, but Sats is in particular fired up about Samoa and the World Cup. We'll get to that soon. How are you, Sats? I'm um, good. I'm really good, actually. A great weekend, actually. A, a lot of sport around on the weekend. Of course, the starting of the World Cup, the Rugby League, the, the Cricket World Cup started. And one of my favourite athletes in Australia was able to win his eighth Cool and get a gold. Ali Day. Amazing. Just amazing. And so, as you know, you love my bo- I love my boxing. A lot of boxing on the weekend, which I loved as well. A lot of Aussies in action. Is Ali Day the, the, the Australia's toughest athlete? He he did the cool and get a gold with a seven centimetre tear in his calf. Mm. Like, There'd be I, an argument that he would be Australia's, like currently Australia's best athlete. There'd be plenty of people out there, 0457 736 736. Not only the conditions that they've, they've got to race under, the Ironmen and women in the Coolangatta Gold, but not only the conditions, but the just the, the, the format itself, mm. the training you've got to do for it, it's just it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous event. I know if you've got a mosquito bite on your calf, that'll be you out because of the itchiness. That, mm. That'll do you, wouldn't it? Yep. The stinging of the salt water. Oh, yep. no, I can't go on. And that's another thing. A couple of days before they had a, because of the winds, I think it was a northeasterly winds coming from up around the islands, yep. pushed in a heap of like blue bottles and, and everything. So I don't know whether he had to contend with those as well. Incredible. Uh, yeah, well done, Ali Day, picking up your eighth Coolangatta gold. Uh, we'll have the top seven best moments from the weekend in sport. Um, and we'll talk about cricket. I reckon Australia are done for the World Cup. Absolutely done. I saw that performance on Friday night, and, geez, I tell you, their batting is so fragile. The bowling's okay, but their batting is so fragile. I can't wait till the World Cup's finished and Australia have either won it or played in the final. Well, playing in a final doesn't mean you've had a successful campaign. Winning it does. Mate, they've got problems with their batting. I'm telling you, Finch has to go. When Justin Langer comes out on the weekend and says, hey, everyone, just calm the farm a little bit. Hey, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the former okay. Test Grayton coach. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. When Justin Langer was coach of that Australian cricket team, mm-hmm. the captain on the Friday night after another poor performance by his batting team and him, luckily it was washed out. There are pro- Mate, why can't people be honest and say there are problems? Mm-hmm. when It's so obvious there are problems. He's come out and said, oh, we're tired. <laughs> Mate, it's a T20 you fly around the world in business class. You stay in the best hotels. You've got dietitians. You've got masseuse. Masseuse, is that how you say it? Masseuse? 
Massage. Massage people. You got all these sorts of people. And yet they're complaining that they're tired. Why don't you? Why don't you sit in a truck for twelve hours a day and drive fresh produce around Australia? Why don't you go and dig holes for a living? Why are you yelling? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just. They're so. Have a listen to this sh- rubbish. The guys are probably a little bit tired at the moment. Um, in all honesty, I think the the schedule has been so packed over the last six or eight weeks that um, we identified a. a, a couple months ago that we wanted to make sure that we we're in a position to be peaking at the right time of the World Cup and not not beforehand. So it's going to be important over the next couple of days to try and freshen everyone up as much as we can. The two, two lots of BS in that. Mm-hmm. We've been playing too much. They've rested half the squad, mm. right? Um, and, and so the, re, the, the excuse for the form going into the World Cup is we didn't want to peak yet. We don't want to peak yet. We'll peak when the World Cup well, starts. Well, you're not going to peak when you admit that you're tired. You're never going to peak when you admit that you're tired. But, Sats, my point is, and I'll stop yelling, my mm. point is that would never happen under a Justin Langer coach team. That stuff stays inside. Mm. That stuff doesn't get read out at the press aren't conference. Soft. The hierarchy, I believe, are usually the yep. soft ones that allow player-driven mentalities. Now, I know cricket has always been player-driven to an extent, but, you know, in the modern era, we've had coaches that are – they've got a really tough mentality and it's usually transcended into the playing group as well. Don't start me on the netball. That's another thing. We'll get to that soon. This is Sports Day. By the way, before we go to break, if you want to be tough like Sats and I, <laughs> uh, you can go to the draw to win a Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown barbecue this uh, summer. I was only talking about this with my mate the other night. Going, I've, been, I've been talking about you with your barbecue. He goes, yeah, it's good, isn't it? I go, yes, you're a bad cook and it makes you look good. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. He does good ribs on that. And he's a terrible cook. He doesn't cook anything. On the Ziggler? He, no, other than cooking meat once a week on the Ziggler, he, he doesn't do anything else. So it actually half cooks for you as well. <laughs> it, it makes you look, and it makes you more attractive, I found too. Um, this is the same guy, by the way, who goes on to protein shakes and when it's not chocolatey enough, he puts chocolate syrup in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not true. And ice cream. And I don't kid you. Uh, for your chance to win the Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown Barbecue this summer, uh, go to iCanWin.com.au. Hello, Sime. I know you're listening. Australia's Most Wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. Welcome back. Australia's Most Wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Of course, the World Cup, as we mentioned off the top, kicked off on the weekend. Australia did the job against Fiwis, uh, Fiji. That's 42-8. Yeah, and I mean, they did it convincingly on the scoreboard, but I've got to say, I was, I was, really, I was really happy with the way that Fiji pushed Australia in those first 10, 15, 20 minutes. So it took a while for Australia to get away from Fiji. Now, Fiji... Uh, they're an established side internationally now. Yeah, the, the likes of Mike Acevo and Viliami Kikau and uh, Api Karuisau, those sort of players, and established players that have won premierships and played multiple um, test matches for their country and also a lot of NRL games. So they really pushed Australia, but it was only going to be a matter of time before the class of Australia uh, got out in front, and that's exactly what happened. Cameron Munster was outstanding. Uh, Harry Grant was enormous. Um, young Jeremiah Nanai and his Test debut was outstanding. I've got to say the numbers on the back of the jerseys did my absolute head in. Um, seeing that um, 
There's Ben Hunt in jersey number three at dummy half most of the game. I thought, oh, what is going on here? But, um, yeah, it was, it was good to watch. Much better when Harry Grant came on. I, I saw some yeah. highlights, much better. Actually, Mal Meninga had this to say on SENQ this morning with Ben Davis about how important it is to get the spine right. Yeah, no, we, um, yeah, I'll, give, um, I'll give them an opportunity to you know, work together. Um, obviously, uh, Benny Hunt you know, started at nine. I'll probably you know, start Harry Grant this week. And obviously, you know, uh, James Inesco, who's the captain, he'll, he'll start again too. So, yeah, no, we were trying out our spine. Um, you know, we've got the, had the Queensland, Queensland uh, spine, um, you know, plus Teddy, of course, mm. and, uh, James Tedesco last weekend. So, yeah, we'll try, we'll try this combination this week and see how it all goes. And that is the combination of Nathan Cleary and Dan Munster. Mm. It's got to happen. All those seven, yep. seven players, seven or eight players didn't play in this game. Played we'll in play grand finals, against, that, yeah. yeah, we'll play in Scot- against Scotland. I've got to say, uh, Gray Alexander, one of our, Brandy Alexander, one of our colleagues, uh, I, th- I thought he nailed it last week. He said, playing against the likes of, respectfully, Fiji and Scotland and all these sort of clubs, you know, countries in your pool, is not going to decide who's the better halfback. So you've purely got to pick it on combinations and form in the NRL. And based on that, it probably is, and you'd think Origin would be Daly Cherry Evans and Cam Munster, but based on the way the season played out and the Premier's Panthers, Nathan Cleary's got to be the number seven. As much as I love Daly Cherry Evans, yeah, Cleary's got to be the number seven. And the last eight weeks, and we've talked about this at length, the last eight weeks for Manly were horrible as well. So I've got to say, I, I think we with Nathan Cleary at halfback, an organised halfback like Jerome Hughes is with Melbourne, Munster would go to another level at international level. All right, because a couple of other games. New Zealand 34-12 beat Lebanon. Adam Lebanon Dewey. were great. Outstanding. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Mm. Uh, Adam Dewey set off uh, for having a crack at the rest. Well, I don't know whether it's him or whether it was Robbie Farah who's right, okay. running the water. So, But he was sent off, yeah. It's not like Robbie. Uh, <laughs> Italy beat Scotland 28-4. Ireland, geez, Jack the producer, so excited. Beat Jamaica, man, uh, 48 uh, two. Jack's so excited. I've never seen so many redheads uh, on the field at one time, Ireland. And here's the big one. Samoa, who were favourites going in against England, were absolutely smashed. 60 points to six. Sats, is this a case of same old Samoa? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know they, they, did, they did lose some players during the game. Uh, Tyrone May, dislocated hip, uh, Hamaso Tabuai Fido, an ankle injury as well. But they still had enough class and enough players that have played in grand finals at the end of the year. So their their match fitness is well ahead of anyone um, coming from England uh, playing big games. But with with Samoa, you know what? I don't feel sorry for Samoa anymore because they deserve what they get. The inability to make changes to their coaching and their hierarchy gets them into this position. Now they may improve and they may, may they may make the semi finals and and get better as the tournament goes on, but. This has a history, Samoa, of underperforming with the teams that they've been able to put together. This is the best Samoan team that I've ever seen. And you've had current players and ex-Samoan players that have called for changing to the coach, coaching staff. Matt Parrish is the head coach, has been from about 2013. And we've had NRL players coming back underdone from World Cups back to their their clubs and and head coaches really disappointed with the way they've returned. Now, overweight, some of the players. I remember at Canberra there was a junior bolo and also Josh Papa Lee that came came back underdone. Reports of 
bonding and excessive drinking and a lot of eating, uh, buffet style, um, and really no thought around sending the player back to their club in a, in a really good condition. So Samoa, the way they played against England, absolutely disgusting. Now, I've got to take my health to England. Outstanding, the way that Sean Wayne has prepared their side. But are they a 60-point better side than Samoa? No way. So um, I hope they improve Samoa for the, for the sake of the game and for the sake of that proud country and that jersey. I've got a lot of Samoan friends that I played with at Penrith who I know are so disappointed with the way that they're playing, not only this year, but in years gone by. So I hope everything improves. But if it doesn't, Samoa need to make urgent changes if they are going to be a force like Tonga. Radio uh, for expert car service. Book into your local Repco authorised service centre. Sats with some uh, good words there. Can't argue with it. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Sports update on the way next. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports. I have been and the warm-up games, which Sats mm-hmm. is not a fan of whatsoever. Warm-up games. I love. I, you know what I'm not a fan of? I, I can't like, believe there's not a spectator at the Gabba for the doubleheader no, today. No, I like warm-up games, but going into a World Cup, I'd be apprehensive about playing five days out before the opener. But Why? Because they've been playing a fair... I'm not saying... That, oh, here we go. No, I'm not saying they're tired or anything like oh, that. I'm just sort of saying from an injury points. perspective, if you are under the pump yeah. from everyone on the outside, yeah. you'd want to err on the side of caution. It's like saying a professional cricketer is playing too much cricket. Well, it, it, does it mean a bloke who jumps on a forklift in a factory every okay, day if, is driving a forklift too much? If Pat Cummins or someone like that tears a hamstring... yeah. You'll be saying, oh, what did we play that for? Mate, he could have done it in the bathroom, mm-hmm. like, like Tommy Turbo. <laughs> it doesn't matter, mate. I slipped on a pie. It does matter when I, your number one player is out. I slipped on a pie in a car park in Canberra and did my hamstring. No, you did your back bending over trying to pick it up <laughs> off the I, ground. After have my, I don't know, there was a pie there. <laughs> I tell you what, it, it improved my chances of joining the Australian Ballet, though. Yep. Have you done the splits before? No, no, I was never really a flexible person. Nor am I. Mm. Everything went crack that day. I couldn't believe it. Netball Australia Chair Marina Goh has stepped down from her position with immediate effect just days after a diamond sponsorship stash became public. public. Uh, Goh insisted the move was part of a planned transition and that she would remain a director on the board. So you're across this story where there are players who – are refusing to wear the sponsored jersey, which is a mining company which is owned by Gina Reinhardt after yes. she's poured a lot of money into Australian netball. Well, she's trying to make netball as professional as humanly possible. Absolutely. Yep. And, and and just as a side note, I, I'm not a fan of Gina Reinhardt and I'm not in opposition to her. I, I like what she does when it comes to sport and I love the fact that she supports half the Olympic team or the swimming team anyway yep. and just – like a lot of rich folk around Australia, donate money so they can don't have to worry about work and they just concentrate on competing. Players don't want to wear it because it's a mining company and it goes against their uh, their moral compasses. And well, I, I'm uh, paraphrasing here, but there is well, one is other that, thing. Is that surrounding, what, climate control? Must or? be. Do Must they, be. Do they drive petrol cars? Or? Do they use an iPhone? 
Do they fly in planes? Perhaps. Mm. There, there, were, there were some pretty um, disgusting comments by Lang Hancock. It's been reported. Her late father. Her late father that in 1984 he made a comment about uh, indigenous, indigenous yeah. people reproducing. And 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 if they are true, and I, I've never seen them, so I'm just reporting what I've seen written. Um, they're, they're pretty disgusting if that is true. But Gina's not her father. Well, she's not guilty by association. No. And, and nor does the company, I believe, follow the same mindset as, as the late. Lang Hancock. So, in, in fact, probably any older person in the in the early eighties, seventies, and sixties. I mean, you used to watch shows like Kingswood Country. That racism was rife back in that era. It's not now, thank Christ. You know, so uh, yeah, I, I, it doesn't mean it's okay, but it's not. It's she's not her dad. I've got to say, I mean, making a stand. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, and if it's going to be moving forward in 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years' time, they're trying to make a stand right now. And if they're trying to make a stand to be heard, well, all it comes down to is a a really good, honest, frank discussion with Gina Reinhardt, her representatives from the company, who just need to reassure Australian Netball that the beliefs of the late father are not... Yeah, and not, not the beliefs of the of the company currently. And that's that's a really good point, Sats. Why are those conversations being had privately? You, you, why are they? Why, why is it being played out in the media? Well, we don't know whether a, a player has leaked it to the media, whether there's an official that's leaked it, whatever it may be. It shouldn't get to okay, this. Okay. Well, he, here's my advice. This is my advice for for the Australian netballers. If you don't want to have that mining company. On your shirt. Remember, this is an Australian netball uniform, mm-hmm. right? It's so it's about playing for your country. Then don't make yourself available for selection. If you do get selected, you still don't want to want to wear it. Don't take match payments, or you find fifty percent of your match payments, which has been famously done by Amla, the South African cricketer who didn't wear the beer sponsorship because it was against his religion. Sonny Bill Williams at Roosters. Absolutely. So. Uh, make a stance and do it the proper way then. Do it the proper way. I just, yeah, I just, sometimes we make mountains out of molehills just for the sake of it. And, yeah, and you're right. Sit down with Gina Reinhart and have that discussion. Jeez, we're cranky today. Oh, you're cranky today, aren't you? Hey, what about Jack Miller on the weekend down at Phillip Island? I one forgot of, one this of our great on. athletes, Jack Miller. Yeah, have a listen to his crash. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, like you say, <laughs> right to Chris in the, uh, the corner, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I was doing everything I could up until that point. Felt pretty confident, uh, pretty comfortable. The bike was working really well. We made a little step uh, overnight, and no, it felt really good, especially up and over Lukey into uh, down into ten. Uh, bike felt mega. I was able to charge forwards as much as I w- felt necessary at that point in the race, and then uh, yeah, I was just trying to maintain, just going through the motions as you do in that middle part of the race, and yeah, I got slammed from the rear. I mean. Uh, Came out of nowhere with nothing I could do about it, but uh, that's racing sometimes. That's all we can say, I mean. Him and Mark, is it Marquez? Alex Marquez, yeah. Yeah, they, they made up. He, he accepted his apology there in the spot. My question to you, Scott Seller, is why does Jack Miller have a corner at Phillip Island? He hasn't won a championship yet. No, Mi- but he's dominated everything underneath, underneath coming through to become. But this is not primary school cross country where everyone gets a ribbon. No, he, but he's been one of our most successful motorsport 
But he's international. McDoohan's got a corner. He's won championships. Yeah. This guy hasn't. Give him. I don't give but him some. Give tall him poppy syndrome. No, give him the toilet block. Why are you bagging everyone today? I'm like, not bagging. But isn't it a bit early to give a someone kid a corner? Who's been so successful from a motorsport yes. in the motorsport industry that they want to try and. Know, well, wait till he becomes a world champ and then give. But he's he, been a world champion in other formats. And it's not a corner; it's a bend. And that's the one he got taken out on, I think, <laughs> on his what? own. Give him something else—a so, toilet block or cafeteria. A cafe, the kiosk, the Jack Miller kiosk. And when he wins that world champ, which he will, give him his own bend. Give him the straight. No, I don't care. It's not about winning tournaments; it's about. Having a footprint on the international stage, and that's what Jack Miller has done for a number of years. And what under Namibia? Namibia. That's outstanding. That's one of the great upsets. It's amazing. Don't risk missing all your team's matches of the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. You can catch Namibia tomorrow. They're in action again as they try and qualify. Tuesday, Thursday. For the main draw. They're based at Geelong, and the Geelong Cup's on Wednesday. Oh, that's a great place. Do you reckon Mornay Markle? No, Mornay Markle. I'm getting him mixed up with that bird who's married to Markle. What's her name? Megan Markle. Yeah, I'm getting him mixed up. Megan. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Australia's most wanted the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage cars of the year. Break time on Sports Day. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage cars of the year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to it from Monday night. Jeez, we're more than halfway through the show already. Building a more resilient Queensland. That's the Suncorp spirit. Bit of boxing around on the weekend, wasn't it? A lot there? of boxing. Heap Saturday of night at the Piazza in Brisbane was Liam yep. Parra up against uh, Brock Jarvis. How good is this kid? Both of them are outstanding. Uh, Liam Parra is a proud Mackay kid. Moved down to Brisbane to be um, promoted and trained on a far more full-time basis and um, had a good win in America last year and now for Brock Jarvis, who's one of the, he's trained by Jeff Fennick and one of Australia's shining lights, knocked him out in the first round. Jeez. So um, we could see Liam Paro go up against someone like Tiafimo Lopez, the one that George Combosis beat in, in the last 12 months. So... Yeah, he's a pretty special kid, and he's a lovely kid with it too. Will he have to go overseas now, Sats, to get those fights? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, you know, Australian boxing is great at the moment because we've got so many world champions and potential world champions that uh, the promoters like Eddie Hearn, and they're bringing, they're bringing fights to Australia because they know mm. how much the Australians love it. George Cambosis Jr. fought again on the weekend, uh, lost. Uh, he, he, look, he went the distance, but it was a clear victory. To Devin Haney. To this, Devin is the, Haney. this is the Devin Haney Combosis part two. When Combosis lost all his belts to Devin Haney, the, what they call the unified champion, not many of the unified champions, where they hold all four or five belts. And when Combosis lost, part of their contract was that they'd get a, a rematch, which they did at Rod Laver Arena on Sunday. I've got to say, it was, it was a really good day of boxing. If you love your boxing, it was really good fights. Uh, Combosis won the first round, and that was about it. And then Devin Haney just stepped up the pace. And Cambosis is so tough. He's so tough for his own good. But we're, we're actually witnessing a potential one of the great fighters in Devin Haney. He's another, he's another like a Sugar Ray Leonard or a, yeah, really? or a, or a, a Floyd Mayweather. Like he's, he's really special, this kid. And he was, he was two steps ahead of George Cambosis. Jeez, he could take a punch, Cambosis. Oh, Cambosis in the 10th round. I couldn't believe he survived the 10th round. And then came back fighting still. 
Uh, and I've got to say, after the fight, he is so humble. And this is what I love about people that grow up in a sport. Like he's a rugby league man, Guy Mia Gorillas from the Cronulla District in Sydney. But, you know, just so respectful towards his uh, his opponent. He came out with a really big, long post. He went into the Devon Haney's dressing shed after. And they had bad words towards each other, the yeah, fathers as well, yeah, leading yeah. into the fight. Went into the dressing shed, you know, had a photo with him and a really good, humble post, more or less saying, he's a classy fighter, this guy. Like, he's he's going to be really hard to beat in this weight division. So, What um, next for him then? Cambosis? Yeah. It's going to be difficult because... What's, what's he fighting at the moment? Lightweight. Lightweight. So he won't beat Haney, and I don't think he'll beat this Vasily Lomachenko. Will, will Haney stay in the lightweight division? Yeah, I think he will. Or he might end up one day going up to welterweight and fighting some really classy big match, big money fights, Errol Spence Jr. and Bud Crawford and those guys. So um, for Kambos, it's, it's a hard one because he won't fight for a title unless they're left vacant. Um other fighters are going to be too scared to fight him because he's dangerous. Mm. The only other fight is probably the guy that he beat previously, Teofimo Lopez. That's probably the only fight for him. So he hasn't got many options. He hasn't. He hasn't got many options. So I don't think many people would be willing to fight him unless promoters and some of the, you know, some of those divisions, you know, WBC, IBF, unless they mandatory made him fight or mm. made someone fight him for a belt. I know he can fight. A couple of the married at first sight. Thunder lips. <laughs> no, who? A couple of the married at first sight boys had a boxing match the other night. Did they? Yeah, Brent and some other bloke. Well, Brent was the the t- short tattooed guy. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. and the guy that um, left his missus. Mm-hmm. No, hooked up with someone else's missus. Oh yeah, did, yeah. The, did, did they have a fight? A they boxing? had a fight. Yeah, and Brent lost. Really? So what I'm thinking is, Cambosis Junior could take on both of them, a la. A la uh, Gal. Yeah, I like that. I like and I it. think that's where that's where it's at. Every idiot and his dog uh, was at that fight. Oh. So don't ask me how I know. But it popped up on my social media feed. I'm going, what am I following here? <laughs> but hey, it was every idiot. I tell you what, there was a fight. There was a fight, uh, a ladies fight, female fight, um, before the Cambosis fight. And her name was Susie Ramadan. Now, she's a former world champion boxer. And she fought a young girl by the name of uh, Shaneka Johnson, who had one of the worst cuts I've ever seen. Both Aussies. Forehead, yeah, on her forehead for a title. And after the fight, this Susie Ramadan, her post-fight match, first fight, post-fight interview, embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing, the accusations she made towards her opponent. Oh, no. More or less saying... She needs to be drug tested. She's on the gear and what? And uh, this is this what? is this is always against me. This fight, you know, oh, it was embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. Right, uh, don't risk uh, missing all your team's matches. The T Twenty World Cup on KS Sports, uh, and also make sure you've got the right insurance this storm season. Search SunCorp Insurance for a quote today. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Welcome back to it. Let's get into the top seven moments from sports on the weekend. Boy, there was a lot to get through, and we touched on this uh, early in the show, Sats. Number seven? Yeah, it's great to open up any tournament with what they would regard as an upset. But Namibia scores one of the biggest upsets in T20 history. Upsetting the Asian Cup champions and eighth-ranked Sri Lanka. 
Last ball of the 19th over. Wiesa up into the air. There's a player coming around at mid-wicket on the fence. Is this it? Yes, it is! The catch is taken They've and history's it. made. Namibia with their greatest ever international cricket win. Great call from Semi Hargraves. You know what surprised me? That's Sri Lanka are having to qualify for the World Cup. I oh, know. Like I said, they, they won the Asia Cup and came in. Yeah, they beat India and Pakistan. Yeah, yeah, came in as probably one of the one of the countries that would upset others. But yeah, it's amazing, amazing result. Uh, AFLW Lions have a good win over the Crows, keeping them at the top of the ladder. Nice win, girls. The 2021 Premiers take a big step towards reclaiming their throne. Brisbane kick a game clear of the Crows with two to play. That game was on the Gold Coast too. Yeah, it was too. A lot of them are being played at Metricon, well, actually. Because of the cricket at the yeah. Gabba today. So. Yeah. There you go. What what did um what what the score end up? Can you remember? I can't remember. No, no. no. 53 three thirty one. I'm okay, sure there you now. Go. That's 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 a close close game for the AFLW, isn't it? Um, now number five, George Cambosis. We take, talk spoke about that earlier. George Cambosis Jr. He was brave enough to go the distance against Devlin Haney, but he lost by unanimous decision. For your winner by unanimous decision, and still. The unified lightweight champion of the world, Devin the Dream Hayden! Yeah, most judges had him winning by about eight to nine points, so yeah. it was a clear win. That, that ring announcer, I think his name Lieutenant Dan Hennessy. Oh, my God. Talk about annoying. Really? Oh. You don't like, what's his name? Lieutenant Dan Hennessy or something. Okay. Never heard of him. Can I? Can we do? Because Badger's not here. He hates NFL. What's he going to think? He hates about, anything American. What's he going to think of college football? Oh, I love I love the college footy. What about this? Tennessee beat Alabama. Alabama, I should say. Tennessee Volunteers, they're called. Yep. Yeah. Beat Alabama for the first time in fifteen years. I love a good college game. Fifty-two oh. to forty-nine. Now the fans ended up hundred and two thousand of them have stormed the field. Collected the goal co- goalposts and carried them out. This is how they won. The Orange Crush is on in Knoxville after one of the craziest games we have ever experienced. And those are some very important uprights that are coming down and may end up in the Tennessee River tonight. Right up, cowboy. 102,000. I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I, I love the college footy. I, I once went, my brother in law lives in Chicago. I once wanted to go to a college game. And there was 87,000 people, and it had been sold out for two years. Incredible, yeah. isn't it? Alabama, you, they're usually ranked number one every year. This year, I think they're about four or five. I think Tennessee's third. Yeah. They've got this coach called Nick Saban. He's been there for years. He's won multiple national Nick titles. Nick Saban's actually, hasn't he coached NFL? No. Uh, he's been around it, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's been around college yeah, footy right. forever. Uh, yeah. Alabama's record uh, when they score 49 points or more is 138 to one. <laughs> That's the one. That's they the scored one. 49 <laughs> points That's great. and they lost. Yeah. Now, one of our favourites on the show, Ali Day, he won his eighth cool and gutter gold. I'll say that again, eighth cool and gutter gold on the Gold Coast yesterday. What about this? He did it. We said this earlier on. A seven centimetre tear in his calf muscle. Incredible. That is incredible, isn't it? I. Come on. That's ridiculous. I've got to say, it's one of the, that would be one of the, if not the toughest event to prepare for. Is there anything tougher? No. 
to prepare for than the cool and get a gold. No, definitely yeah. not. Number two, Josh Adokar scores a length of the field try in the Australia's win against Fiji. What a great try it was. And on that, oh dear, Josh Adokar, they've released him into space. He's got support from Munster. He may not need him. Josh Adokar. Is the man who couldn't even get a, a game for New South Wales this mm. year. I've got to say, I'm disappointed in the UK commentators, actually. Uh, Vossi gets it right all the time. He does his research better than anyone. He's calling for the BBC at the moment, one of our colleagues. But um, the UK commentators have done no research around the Pacific Island names. Well, so why don't we get Vossi's call? Well, we, we do with some of them. But you think Australia, UK. they go, oh, Andrew Voss, Australian, put him on the Australian game. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Yeah, incredible. All right, what's number one from the weekend? Number one, well, it's all about the Everest, isn't it? $15 million Everest. Nature Strip went in at about $1.40, $1.50 by the time they jumped. But Nature Strip got stripped in the last 100 oh. metres to get beaten. Eduardo and Nature Strip head and head up the rise and a thriller here on the Everest and Nature Strip given the cue by McDonald and the champ races to the I was on Nature's trip when I hit the front. I thought, I'm in the queue. I'm yelling out at home. And then all of a sudden, Giga Kick came from me. But you know what? Upon reflection, you go, geez, you know what? Craig Williams gave up the Caulfield Cup, mm. the Melbourne jockey, in Melbourne. He left that meeting just to go to Sydney to ride in that Everest. Now, he must have known something. Yeah, you've got to read into that, haven't you? Don't you? I saw a drone, some drone footage of the inside of the track and flying above the horses, but it had the entire Randwick um, grandstand and, and down in the general admission area. It was chaos, mm. absolute chaos as Giga kick, um, kicked up on the outside. I've spoken to some some people today who are mad horse enthusiasts and trainers and, and punters, and they thought that James McDonald's ride on Nature's Trip, they thought it was arrogant. Kept him too wide, took him too early. Well, he was kept wide by but by some of the other. But he's won on Nature Strip doing exactly the same thing previously. So yeah, heavier track. I, I thought I thought Nature Strip was pretty brave mm. to come from Barrier Twelve, stay three four wide, and the horse that kept him wide, Eduardo, finished dead last. Yeah. So that tells you the difference in horses. Mm. Uh, Nature Strip will be back. Don't worry about it in a couple of weeks' time. Rightio, that's our Kia top seven. Uh, if we've missed anything. Let us know, 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Hey, it would be remiss of me too, by the way, to say Badge is back in about a week and a half. He's too, yeah. Yeah, middle of, I think next Wednesday or something like that. NFL, so we can talk about NFL. It's safely. Mm -hmm. It feels safe. Uh, Jack, <laughs> the producer, joining us in the studio as well. Today, the Jets beat the Packers 27 10. That. That's an upset. Giants beat the Ravens. They go to 5 1, the Giants. Now, the Giants yeah. have won one more game than they won in the entire season <laughs> last year. The NFC East is normally a basket case, but with Cowboys, 
Eagles. Eagles are six and zero. Oh. They beat the Cowboys today, twenty three seventeen or something. No, twenty six seventeen. Cowboys came back. They were down twenty nil at half time. So a good comeback, but not good enough. Uh, and the Bills, in what was an another outstanding game between these two teams, beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Sats mm, Arrowhead. Yeah, both both these um, teams are, are genuine favourites to win the Super Bowl this year. Patrick Mahomes, of course, is the superstar for Kansas City Chiefs. But I've got to say, there's Josh Allen, who is the quarterback um, for uh, the Bills. Mm. Now, the Bulls haven't played. Last year, they played in the playoffs. First time in 20-odd years or whatever well, it was. they beat Kansas City. They did, yeah. In Kansas City again last year. But one this, of the greatest playoffs. This Josh Allen, it's a great story. This is a kid at high school that he attracted no interest from colleges. So he sent a letter to every college in America and Wyoming University College finally came out and said, listen, we'll just give you a shot. And he played two games in the first year, um, made one start, and then all of a sudden something clicked and he um, it was drafted in 2017 and has now become one of the most sought-after quarterbacks in the competition. So it's a really good message of if you're at school or your kids are at school and they're not getting any interest whatsoever from AFL clubs, NRL clubs, um, netball, whatever it may be, big bash, if you just keep persisting and keep training, training hard, you'll finally come out the other end. Yeah. It's a great story. And that when those two teams play each other, outstanding games. Uh, Dyson Daniels, the Aussie, has impressed in a preseason NBA game uh, as he finished with 10 points, three rebounds, two assists and two blocks from 20 minutes as the Pelicans defeated the Hawks 120 to 111. Um, how's Giddy going? Is he is he back um, for Oklahoma City? Do we know? Josh Giddy? Don't know. Uh, Jack, producer, super producer, do you know? Question without notice. Okay, what about, we'll talk about some soccer. And off, off the back of this story, Jack, tell us what, what, Birmingham beat Hull without a manager? Well, yeah, this is a good one. This is a good one that you like. So basically there was a game in the championship over the weekend and I thought you'd like this. It was delayed 20 minutes because one of the goals was too big. One game in the championship this afternoon, which will not start until 20 past three. It's Hull against Birmingham. Kickoff has been delayed because the goals are too big. Great idea. This is the measurements being taken, and they have realised that the goals are two inches too big, so they are being soared shorter. I think this is... I mean, we had my idea last week of the line, if it's a nil or draw. We release the line and it eats someone until someone scores. But I think some thought some people thought that was too dramatic. How about this then? We widen the goals. So from sideline to sideline. Love it. Two and goalies. No one. Just one? Just one. And have a giant inflatable ball. I thought maybe if you have that two goalies, but make them really quick. Like you say in Bolt, if he was a goal so they could get up I, and down. I think the leg. goal should be an actual mouth. Remember that scene from Star Wars where you just disappeared into the abyss. So if you if you're a goalie and you let in a goal, yeah, yeah. the goal just comes out and swallows you, and then just you go down some hole, and no one knows where you go. Never known. Penalty mm. shot, two balls. So it's like a, a ping ball machine when you have got that extra yep. ball in there. You got yep. to try and keep two of them out. Mm. But I think soccer's onto something. Length of the field, the width of the field, I should say, yeah. have that make your goals Hang a bit quicker. Goals. How are the goals? Haven't they been playing no games there for idea. a long time? I honestly have no idea. And the footage is ridiculous. And who, they've taken it down and they've got the sores out. I want to know who it. looks at the goal and says, I want to measure those goals. They look like they're two inches too big. Yeah. I'd say the opposition I mean, manager. 
Jack, you know two inches better than anyone. Well, it's a lot, isn't thank it? Thank you very much. <laughs> That's what he tells me. Massive gap. Uh, this is Sports Day. Thanks to Keith. <laughs> Back tomorrow night. Bye-bye. Goodbye! When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.